Tyler Smith here with another More Than One Lesson mini-sode. Uh, this is not going to be your standard best of pictures mini-sode. Josh is out of town. Uh, instead, this is going to be a, a follow-up to a mini-sode that I recorded last year. Uh, this is only going to be a few minutes, but um, listeners uh, of the show might remember that last year I recorded a mini-sode uh, simply called Home, and it was about my feeling that I, I didn't really, I felt like there was no place I could really call home. Like when people say that they're going home for the holidays or something like that, I feel like I don't really have that. Um, <clears throat> because I've lived a lot of places, my family's scattered kind of everywhere. And so, uh, you know, Denver, Missouri, Chicago, like none of them, if I'm going back, never do I feel like I'm going back home. I might be going to see my mom or going to see my brother or something like that. But I never feel like I'm going back home. And <clears throat> and I don't feel like I have that uh, that feeling of security. Of course, I still feel secure with my friends and family and such, but I don't feel that sense of of calm that, that some people do when they go home uh, for the holidays and that sort of thing. So I was feeling rather sad, but at the same time, I came to the conclusion that in the end, for Christians, home is with God, both here and, uh, and, uh, in the afterlife. And so, so it ended on, on, uh, hopefully an optimistic note, but I actually do have something of a follow-up to that, that I thought people might find interesting. Um, <clears throat> I apologize, everybody. I'm going to be clearing my throat from time to time. I'm still getting over my cold from last week. So, uh, hopefully you'll bear with me. So, okay. Uh, one of the places that my family lived from 1989 to 1992 was Ventura, California. And while we were there, we attended a church uh, that is currently called uh, Powerhouse Church of the Nazarene. Uh, it was not called that at the time, but that is where we went. And my parents were good friends with the pastor and his wife, and my best friend at the time was the, uh, the pastor's son. And uh, I have not been back to Ventura in 20 years, and I had not been back to that church uh, in probably 22 years. And so, the church uh, invited me, or rather my family, to the 75th anniversary of the founding of that particular church. And so, I thought, you know what, that seems like a good excuse to go. Um and uh, and my mom, you know, if she lived out here, she would have gone, but uh, but she still lives back in Missouri. And so I thought, you know, it might be a good opportunity to represent the uh, the Smiths, who, even though we were only there for three years, uh, my hope is that we uh, made an impact on, on that church. And so, uh, so like I said, it was in uh, it was in August. The service was at nine a.m., which is early for me. And because I live in Los Angeles and this is in Ventura, I had to wake up, uh, even earlier because it's about a one hour drive. <clears throat> so, uh, I got up and I, and I got ready and I got on the road late. So I knew I was going to be late 
And as I was driving there, I was actually very excited just to see the old sites. I had no expectation of seeing anybody there that I knew. Certainly, I would I would remember the pastor and his wife and my my old friend um, would uh, he was going to be there. So I knew that there would be that, but that was kind of it. Um, I certainly didn't expect anything big. I just expected to just sort of, ex- you know, experience the uh, the building itself and what it was like. Um, so as I as I got closer to the church, suddenly sights started looking familiar to me, and it was actually very exciting and and all of that. So um, I pulled. Uh, there was no room in the parking lot, so I, I pulled onto the street, and as I was walking up, you know, it was a building that I, I had a pretty good memory of, but the memory was a little fuzzy uh, in some areas, and then, of course, as you walk up, everything just falls into place, and whatever was fuzzy comes into sharp focus, and it was just very exciting, um, but I was a half hour late, and so I thought, okay, well, that's a bummer, but um, so I, I walked in, and sure enough, uh, the the service was going on and it it sounds like it w- it sounded like it was not a, a typical service uh because it was the 75th anniversary it sounds like it was structured more as just kind of a general celebration of everything that the church had had gone through and and that sort of thing so um <clears throat> so as i walked into the sanctuary um the the sanctuary is, is set up in such a way as there's uh there are two small side aisles along the wall and then there's a center aisle and there's uh, two sets of pews and it was pretty busy and i thought okay well i'm late so i'm gonna try not to disturb anybody uh everybody seemed to be standing uh and they weren't necessarily singing everybody seemed to be standing and and listening to the the pastor uh give announcements or something like that and the pastor is an, it was this uh old friend of my parents and so, um, <clears throat> but I didn't want to disrupt anybody. And that's the thing is because of that center aisle, if you walk down it at all, you're looking right at the pastor and you're, you know, I didn't want to distract anybody. So I, I looked for, <laughs> I looked for a seat uh, along the side aisle, but, uh, none were available. So then I saw a seat, uh, towards the back that I could access, uh, by going down the middle aisle. So I thought, okay, well, I'll, it'll only be a moment. Hopefully everything will be fine. So I go to, <laughs> I go to duck in. And just as I'm about to sit down, I hear over the uh, loudspeaker, I hear the voice of the pastor say, is that Tyler Smith? <laughs> and uh, that's weird. It's weird to hear. Um and so I look up and he's just smiling at me and I gave a little wave and then I went to sit down and he goes, no, 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 no. You're not sitting back there. You're sitting up here. And I, I looked and so I just very sheepishly make my way to the front and people are laughing. They're not laughing at me. They're, <clears throat> they're laughing at the, at the potential awkwardness of the situation. Um, and as I walked up, um, there he was, uh, and arms extended and just brought me in for just a a big hug. Now I haven't seen this guy in 20 years, but of course, you know, I was over to over at his house all the time when I was a kid, he and, uh, uh, my, uh, his son and myself, we would make little movies. We liked movies and stuff. So we'd make little movies with his video camera and, and that sort of thing. And so 
so he gave me this hug and sure enough, uh, my friend, uh, I'll go ahead and say his name is Garrett. Um, he was, he's the worship leader. And so he's back behind the piano. And so, um, <clears throat> so the pastor, after he hugs me, he kind of pulls me over to, pulls me over to his side with his arm still around me. And he's talking to the congregation and he says, this, he goes, this guy was best friends with my son 20 years ago. And he says, I remember them making, uh, movies together and all that. And he goes, Tyler, why don't you tell him what you do? And, uh, and I'm Facebook friends with this guy. So he knows what I do. Um, and I, so I said, I'm a film critic and he goes, ah, he's a film critic in Hollywood, California, you know, like making a big deal of it. Um, and, uh, and he talked a little bit about my family, just, just a little bit. And, uh, and people applauded for me, even though it was a church full of strangers. Um, and then, uh, and then I went and sat down towards the front with, uh, with his, with his family. Uh, and afterwards I talked to a number of people. I did talk to a couple people that knew my parents and, uh, uh, got to hear a couple stories about my, uh, my dad that I had not heard. And that's rare at this point. He's been gone for a while. And so you don't, you don't really find out new things about somebody uh, after it's been, you know, 12 years. So that was kind of nice. Um, and by weird happenstance, um, uh, this friend Garrett has actually come back into my life. I, uh, Josh and I are part of a, <clears throat> a uh, men's Bible study every Monday night that's been going for six years. And, uh, as it turned out, that was something that Garrett needed in his life. And so I invited him. I said, if you don't mind driving an hour here and an hour back. And he said, I don't mind at all. And so, uh, so we, strangely enough, after 20 years, Garrett is back in my life. And uh, it's very strange. But, um, but that experience, I might get choked up. I don't know um, as I talk about this. Because as I think about it, that, that's one of the best experiences I've had all year long. And this has been a, a year of pretty good experiences because I felt like I was home. Um, I went there expecting just nostalgia for my own sake that I wouldn't get to share with anybody. Um, but the way the pastor just, just welcomed me in and just, he was not going to, he wasn't going to let me passively sit there. He wanted me to be right there in the front. He was excited that I was there and gave me a big hug and, and then told everybody else why he was excited. And it just felt so good. I haven't felt like that in a very long time. And I feel like it wound up being a really good image of <clears throat> what I think uh, heaven is. And as listeners know, I'm, relu I'm always reluctant to talk about heaven and hell, even though I believe in them. Um, I'm reluctant to talk about it because I know how it, I know how it often sounds, um, you know, kind of that pie in the sky kind of thing. But, um, but the fact is, uh, it is a thing that I think about, um, you know, being reunited with God and all that. And this, this whole affair with my old church and, and visiting there, it seemed like that. And so it reminded me of the episode that I did last year when I talked about home being, you know, when we get to, when we get to heaven and we get to be with God. Um, and 
but I didn't have an image of it. And now I do, um, you know, when you are, uh, when you're a Christian, you are usually pretty aware of how fallen you are and how much of a sinner you are and, and the, and the bad things you've done. Now, of course, there's plenty of people that aren't Christians that are aware of that as well. Um, but when you are, when you're a Christian, you know, or at least a Christian like me, you are aware of those things and you feel like you're getting in by the skin of your teeth that yes, Jesus died for your sins. God loves you, but you feel like, yes, yes, he loves me, but maybe it's some kind of formality. Uh, he still has to let me in. Uh, but you know what? I, I'm just happy to be here. Uh, and I don't need anything else. That's, that's fine. But I feel like when we encounter God, having been redeemed by Christ, I feel like it's us arriving to this place where we feel comfortable, but we also, you know, like I said, I was a little bit late. Had I not been late, I would have felt a bit more comfortable and I would have sat wherever I wanted, but I was late. And so I just wanted to get in at the back and not have anyone notice me, but that wasn't going to happen. And in the same way, I feel like for myself, I feel like there's this idea that when I get to heaven, I will just be happy to be there. And I don't want to call too much attention myself. And I feel like God will say, no, 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 you're here for a reason. I'm thrilled to see you. You're going to come sit with me. And then he gives me a big hug and he welcomes me home. And I feel like that is what will happen for everybody. God is not this impersonal thing. His love is not by default. It is an active choice. He is happy to see us. He values us tremendously. That is why he sent his son to die for us because that is how we will be reconciled to him. That is how he gets to see us again. And that is what home means. I talked about it in theory last year and this year I have an image and I have a story to tell that again, you know, I mean, it's just a story, but it, fe- it meant so much to me and I, it felt so wonderful to be embraced by that man. And it just, I don't know. I felt like I wanted to share that with you guys because first off, it's just kind of a funny story. It's not very often you go somewhere and have somebody say in front of everyone, Hey, is that? And then they say your name, but, um, but it's, uh, but yeah, as I said, it, I felt like there was a larger, a larger point to be made from that as well. So, you know, that is the nature of, of Christmas. Um, I could look at my friends who are going home for the holidays and they're going to be hanging out with their family and they're going to feel at ease. I could do that and lament the fact that I don't really have that, even though I do, I still have family. And of course I have a wife that I love and we just exchanged Christmas presents and she gave me a cool little, uh, uh, movie card game and, uh, a, a Riddler pin cushion. Um, that is a woman that gets me. And so, you know, this is, my, my home here is pretty great. 
but nonetheless, I still look at other people and I envy what they have. But this year, what I want to talk about is um, what we actually have, what home for us really looks like. And hopefully the image that I, the, the picture that I painted for you, um, was helpful, but anyway, um, okay. I think that is it. Uh, you know, feel free to keep this in mind around Christmas time, regardless of what you might be doing. And remember, I can't believe I'm about to say something as cheesy as this, but remember where your real home is. Thank you everybody for listening and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.